welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ian McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about the long term and the end game with house prices and with our show because it is episode 500. Stop it, stop it. Thank you so much. And we are very excited to have our 500th episode going live today. And what I thought we'd talk about within this, first of all, I want to talk about the end game or the long term for property prices here in New Zealand. And then I want to talk a little bit about the show. We've got a couple of things that we're going to reveal. But before we get into that, let's talk about the end game, because I saw a really interesting article by Bernard Hickey in Stuff, which was titled The Brutal Catch-22 of Politics of Affordable Housing. And he talked about a press conference from the 7th of December after Jacinda Ardern had come out from Cabinet and was talking about house prices. Now, I've got seven clips to share with you today, and I know you guys really enjoy these ones where we play some clips and comment on them. So we've got some both from that press conference and then from one of the leaders' debates. But here's something. I just want to read you from Bernard Hickey's article. He said, In a moment of rare candour from a very careful politician, and it cut to the heart of New Zealand's housing crisis, but it's been barely reported. Ardern was asked whether the government's latest and ongoing housing policy reset was really only wanting house price inflation to moderate to around 2019's 4% rise rather than for house prices to actually fall. And he said, I've never seen this implied guarantee for homeowners stated so baldly. And what he means by this is for all of the talk about housing affordability here in New Zealand, what we're not talking about from any politicians, and they might not state it in these terms, but we're not talking about decreases in house prices. We're not talking about house prices falling. We're talking about incomes increasing at the rate of house price growth or house prices increasing in line with household income growth and or House prices increasing at a slightly shorter rate so that houses become more affordable over time. Or that house prices stay the same, but we build more affordable homes and more people purchase at that lower or cheaper end of the market. We're not talking about house price falls. And this is kind of the end game of house price inflation in New Zealand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the interesting thing that I can't remember who said it to me, it actually might have been I had lunch with Winston Peters a few years ago and we were talking about housing in New Zealand. And this was just before they made their announcement around introducing a cap capital gains tax. So Brightline existed under two years and they were considering bringing in a kind of a universal capital gains tax and they were floating the idea of ring fencing which then got introduced. And I remember saying to him, uh, you know, all of my varied opinions, uh, which I'm sure you all know what they are, about this and how you end up affecting the people that you're trying to help. And he said, yeah, but it gets the votes, which I did quite enjoy as candor there. The dirty dark secret, as I've said before, is that the government wants house prices to go up because if house prices are going up, we feel rich, we spend more money. And actually, I caught up with a mortgage broker just this morning and he was talking about how he's noticing an increased amount of spending from his clients, be it personal expenses, buying a boat, looking at the batch, all those kind of things at the moment and or looking at investment because they've accidentally become quite rich because their house prices have gone up. And so this guy's based in Wellington. Obviously, the market's been pretty good there over the last few years and so a lot of his clients are spending like they've earned a whole lot more money. Now I know we talk ad nauseum about house prices here on this show but we keep getting asked these questions so we'll keep answering them. Now the first clip I've got for you is from that press conference because of course whenever I read something from somebody talking about a press conference I always want to know well what was actually said and in what tone. So here's the first clip from Jacinda Ardern at that press conference in December last year. 
Essentially, we want people's incomes to be able to keep pace. You know, we saw in 2018 a situation where wages were finally outstripping house price growth. And so, of course, that has impacts on issues like affordability. So that's it's all about, you know, those rel- that relative growth, whether or not people's incomes are keeping pace because that affects affordability. Yeah, but the interesting thing here is interest rates at the same period have fallen quite drastically, probably 50% in that time. And so affordability is much, much cheaper, despite the fact that you've had, you know, say 3.5% growth on your income. Yeah, I agree. But I want to push past that as well and want to talk about, well, let's say that she's right. Let's say that we actually had that. You know, I hear people talk about house prices have increased through a series of one-off factors, whether it's immigration or baby boomers getting old and hitting peak income earning age or high inflation, whatever it happens to be. So let's say we got rid of all of those one-off factors. What actually is the rate at which household incomes are increasing here in New Zealand? And actually, I'll just give you a pop quiz, Andrew. So you would have just heard Ms. Ardern talking about that in 2018, household income growth was higher than property growth. Do you know what percentage the median household income increased in 2018? I'm going to go with 5.2%. It was 7.2%. Really? 7.2%. And what I want to acknowledge is how enormous that is. And that's not just because a whole heap of rich people got richer. This is the median, the middle New Zealander, not the average income, the middle New Zealander and what they earned. And that went up 7.2% in 2018 compared to 2017. So household incomes in certain years have increased quite significantly. Walk us through how much it's changed over the last 12 years that we've got data for, Andrew. So 2007 to 2019, the average household income has gone from 66.5 to 102, so a change of $36,000, which is 54.4% in total over that period, which works out to be 3.7 compounded annually. Now, if we saw 3.7% increases in house prices, we'd probably be pretty happy over the long term and would definitely be achieving the aims that we want to achieve. So the key thing here is even if we achieved the measure of affordability that a left-leaning government wants us to achieve, we'd still be happy, we'd still be investing. Even in the long game, once we blast through one-off factors or particularly low interest rates, whatever it happens to be, we're still okay over the long term. And I do just want to acknowledge how amazing that income growth is. Because remember, 2007 to 2019, we had a recession in there and household incomes actually decreased in 2010 and yet we still saw over 50% growth over a 12-year period. And in fact, within that 12-year period, half of those years, so six out of 12 of those years, saw household incomes increase more than 4% that year. And actually, when you think about the fact that inflation over that same period has been about 1.5%, the income has increased, we have more money, we have more disposable income based on these figures. In fact, in 2015, according to the data I'm looking at, the inflation rate was 0.29%. It was nothing. Now, even if it was 2%, we'd be incredibly happy. Now, what I want to do is move on to my next clip, which I've got for you, which is a journalist asking, Jacinda, what would be so bad if houses dropped in price? 
Why would a, a fall in house prices, can you just explain why that would be a bad thing? Oh, look, what we've simply expressed here is that the growth that we're seeing is just unsustainable. And so if anything, look, it is much more sustainable to have those much smaller increases. I think people expect that you see that um, in the market. What we also accept is that for most New Zealanders, their house is their most significant asset. So if you see, for instance, as was predicted at the beginning of the year, a significant crash in the housing market, that that impacts, of course, people's most significant asset. Now, the one thing I'd say is as much as people talk about politicians, when you actually listen to what they say in places like this, rather in debates, often they make a lot of sense. And I'd probably agree with a lot of what she's saying. Now, if you took a very cynical view of this, what you'd be reading into it is that the government sees it as their job to, in part, deliver on those expectations of rising asset prices over time. And whether you take a cynical view of it or a positive view of it, it doesn't really matter because even though we've got a left-leaning government, they're still talking about rising asset prices. And what I want to play for you now is a clip from the second debate where Patrick Gower was talking about, do you want house prices to drop? Here is a question for both of you that will clear this up for New Zealanders, where you stand on housing. Do either of you want house prices to drop? And it's a yes or no answer. Do you want house prices to drop? Let's hear that yes or no answer from the Prime Minister. I don't want them to keep escalating. No, no, do you want house prices to go up or down? I don't want them to grow, Paddy. (laughs) A politician can't give a straight answer. But what I would read into that a lot is I often think if it's not a very clear yes, it's a no. Yes. Let's listen to Judith Collins, the leader of the National Party. In some cases, it's going to have to go down, but I I agree. You don't want to have people who have borrowed up to the hilt to buy a house suddenly having negative equity. Like you say, I hate to admit it, but it all sounds actually pretty practical. We don't want people to be in a negative equity position and actually the government plus the responsible lending code is going to ensure that we don't get into that kind of position where the US had all those foreclosures. We're not necessarily saying that we're going to see 6%, 7% increases in house prices ongoing for the future. We're not going to see 17% price rises going year on year like we've seen in the last 12 months. If that's what you're looking for, property is not going to be the right thing for you. It's just going to end in heartbreak and will disappoint you because we won't see that ongoing for the rest of our lives. But what we will see is a moderated increase at around that 3 to 4% in line with household incomes plus whatever one-off factors happen to come into play. Now, what I want to play for you is the last part of that press conference with Jacinda Ardern where a journalist asked about shares versus property and the difference between it. They go to buy um, shares. I don't expect that they will always increase. That's the part of if you do an investment and they go up and they go down. You've gotten to the heart of the issue. This gets to the heart of the issue of why so many New Zealanders turn to the housing market. Now, the cynical view of that is that shares go up and down and don't tend to go up and to the right. They don't increase over the long term. Now, of course, we know they do. You don't just make money in shares by selling high and buying low. There is an increase over time as companies do better and the economy tends to do better. But certainly there is much more volatility in shares. There is much more volatility within any sort of business transaction as opposed to properties. In part, property is protected, not just because We have a lot of people who need housing and there are a lot of owner-occupiers in the market, but also the government will step in in order to stabilise it. And also you've got an asset which is, generally speaking, got some lending attached to it, so there has to be some added mechanisms to protect people there. And actually that is exactly what Tony Alexander, when he came on the show in episode 190 said, here is a clip. 
what we have all become used to over the past few decades is that when something hits the fan, we have an expectation that there'll be a reaction to cushion our economy and the scene will then be set for a recovery down the track. And of course, one of the things is if, if your house price is falling away, you're going to feel pretty bad about that. And the evidence is that that does lead to people cutting back on their spending. And that is why we are seeing government intervention to come and stabilise housing and prices over time so we don't see those falls. And Actually, that transitions very well. So over the long term, what are we going to see in the New Zealand housing market? We're probably going to see a slowdown in the rate of increases. Again, that's not a decrease. That's a slowdown from 18% rises or 17% rises in the value of homes like we've seen over the last year. And we're going to see a more moderated increase. A 4% is probably not going to be the end of the world. But again, chucking some one-off factors over the long term, we're probably going to see around that 5% is what we feel more comfortable with. 6% in some certain situations. Now that's where I want to transition over and talk a little more about the long term of this show, Andrew, because this wee project started, again, 500 days ago exactly, in a wee hotel room, my <laughs> hotel room, I got you in there, yeah. talking about property. And it's funny listening to the Tony Alexander clip because as I was listening through to that show from about 300 odd days ago, what was amazing was how much we have changed over that time in terms of getting excited, being here, talking about property, and not just that, but also being significantly more prepared. We actually turn up with notes and things like this. Anybody who came to the live events, you will have seen that generally we write down some notes and then talk about it. Now each episode is even more meticulously researched and planned out, although of course it's obviously not scripted, but the reason we do that <laughs> is simply because we know that that is what's expected, that we need to provide better research and more thoughtful commentary on the New Zealand housing market so we can help everybody listening to the show out. And of course, this show has grown significantly and I want to open up, we've never done this on the show before, but I, I want to tell you some of the numbers. At the start of 2020, we were getting something like 1,400 downloads a week. So 1,400 downloads. This week just gone, we had 29,000 downloads in a single week. There are, there are a significant number of people listening to the show and for that, we are very grateful to you. And what that really speaks to me about is that we are building this community of property investors who want to succeed, who want to improve their financial lives and their financial outcomes. And we want to grow this community even further. We've got some pretty big ambitions. So Andrew, what is our goal for the show for the next year? How big do we want to grow this community to? So this year, we want to get to 100,000 downloads a week, which might sound like a big number right now, but you know, if you all go out there and tell three of your friends and two of them actually do something about it, we're going to hit that number. So our big ask to you as listeners is to tell a couple of friends about it. And the rating part of things, so please remember to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps us get the message out to more people. It doesn't do that just because it's on repeat. We do actually get a lot of value out of that. So if you can take the time to do that and give us a rating, that'd be really good. We'll update you on how we're going along the way because we want to build a bigger community and we want to have more resources to put in to getting more data and more information, just making this a really valuable show for anyone to listen there. And when we get there, Ed is going to perform a live podcast completely naked. <laughs> well, people want to hear about big ambitions here, Andrew. <laughs> they won't get anything big at that show. <laughs> here is the thing. We do want to grow it. And 
we've got some activities about how we're going to grow this community so everybody listening to the show can have more investor friends. I remember Elsa, who we met through this show, said, I feel like I finally found some more property investment friends, which is really cool. So we want to all have more property investment friends. And when Andrew and I are texting you guys, one of the things that I always find is that people are saying, oh, I found out about it from a friend or somebody told me about it. And so it really makes a difference. The size of this community really is helped or improved if you guys do mention it to a friend or talk about it to somebody. And the one thing that I will say is, yes, when we do get there to 100,000 downloads a week, we're going to do another tour around the country. We're going to make it a little bit more outrageous though. I think we've got some more things planned, a few tricks where perhaps during that live tour we were a bit shy on Andrew. So I think we can do more once we get there and grow this community. And like it says, it is really great to be engaged with you guys now that we've got this text number 5522 and I regularly receive messages on Instagram or something. And you know, just a couple of days ago I had a message from a new listener who said, I can't believe I've only just found out about you guys now. So we do really appreciate that the word is spreading. And in a couple of months, we're actually going to become the New Zealand-based podcast with the most episodes ever released, which is a pretty significant achievement. And we're really pleased that we're going to be able to hit that milestone as well. So a little bit of talk about the actual show and the community that we're trying to build and what we're trying to do over the end game there about that today. But I guess the thing is that this is a community and we do want you to be a part of it. And the one thing that we'd both say is thank you so much for letting us be part of your property investment journey and your financial journey, because we really do appreciate it. But hey, let's wrap it up there. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a topic idea for Andrew and I, send us a text. Our number is 5522. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.